Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week. It's not just knowing about the doctrine in the Bible. That is not what we stand for here. Streaming powerful, biblically-based messages live down the This congregation may never be gathered together again as we see it. Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week. Good evening. Welcome to Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio. We are streaming live down the internet from London. This show is dedicated to God through our Lord Jesus Christ. On tonight's show, we will continue with the subject, the sanctuary in Israel. We will be studying what the Bible teaches. Our guest speaker is based in London, England. More about our guest after we've had some music.
The Sanctuary in Israel. We will continue this subject tonight with Brother Percy Henry Fontaine. Have a pen and paper ready to write down some notes. Before we speak to our guest tonight, I would like to remind our listeners about what we have understood from the Bible so far through our radio programs about the law of God and his sanctuary service. We have seen in the book of Exodus, chapter 34 and verse 28, that the Old Covenant was based upon God's law of Ten Commandments. The Bible reads, And he was there with the Lord forty days and forty nights. He did neither eat bread nor drink water. And he wrote upon the tables the words of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. In a previous radio show, We read in Psalm 119 and verse 172, My tongue shall speak of thy word, for all thy commandments are righteousness. The Bible makes us know that the Ten Commandments are God's righteousness. In the book of Psalms, chapter 17 and verse 15, the Bible reads, As for me, I will behold thy face in righteousness. I shall be satisfied when I awake with thy likeness. Righteousness is God's likeness. It is what God is like. In the book of 1 John chapter 4 and verse 8, the Bible reads, He that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. As God is love, and righteousness is what God is like, righteousness is love. Thus the Bible teaches us that the Ten Commandments revealed in written form God's love. God's covenant with his people is based upon his law of love. Last week we read Moses' account in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 10, verses 3 to 5. And the Bible read and reads, I made an ark of shittim wood and hewed two tables of stone like unto the first and went up into the mount, having the two tables in mine hand, And he wrote on the tables, according to the first writing, the Ten Commandments, which the Lord spake unto you in the mount, out of the midst of the fire, in the day of the assembly. And the Lord gave them unto me. And I turned myself, and came down from the mount, and put the tables in the ark which I had made. And there they be, as the Lord commanded me. Moses recorded that God's law of love was contained in the ark of his testament. And again, Moses recorded in Exodus chapter 26 and verse 4, where this ark was placed in the sanctuary. The Bible reads, And thou shalt put the mercy seat upon the ark of the testimony in the most holy place. The ark of the testimony was placed in the most holy place of the sanctuary. Finally, we looked at Leviticus chapter 16 and verse 2 
And it reads, And the Lord said unto Moses, Speak unto Aaron thy brother, that he come not at all times into the holy place within the veil before the mercy seat, which is upon the ark, that he die not, for I will appear in the cloud upon the mercy seat. This mercy seat above the ark was the place that the God of love would meet with his people. It symbolized God's throne. Thus, the God of love, through Jesus Christ, through the sanctuary service, was teaching ancient Israel the place that his law of love has in his government. The sanctuary service teaches how God's mercy is extended to sinners and that the relationship that he has with sinners is based upon a covenant to keep his law of Ten Commandments. As we continue to discuss this subject tonight, we will see that the purpose of the sanctuary service is to bring God's people back into relationship with him through his mercy based upon the acceptance of Jesus Christ and obedience to the law of God. Well, let's now call Brother Percy and see if he's available as we continue our discussion tonight. Hello, good evening, Brother Percy. Good evening, Brother John. How are you? Yes, very well, thank you. You are live and voice in the wilderness oh, internet radio. I hope you're keeping well tonight. Yes, I'm fine tonight, thank you. Bless you, sir. Praise the Lord. Good. Very into God. Good. Well, tonight we'll be discussing these questions together. What sanctuary is a new covenant based upon? When did its service commence? What is Jesus' role in the heavenly sanctuary? How does this relate to the new covenant? And why is the heavenly sanctuary so important to our salvation? So, Brother Percy, before we continue tonight, shall we have a word of prayer? Do you mind praying tonight, please, for us? Most certainly. The heavenly Father, once again, we're asking you to help us to explain what it is that the world needs to know about you and in regards to this sanctuary service. Both my brother John and I are thankful that you're using us as instruments in your work. Yes, and I pray that this work will be going forth to all, not just those in listening distance, but those who listen and pass it on by verbalization. Heavenly Father, it's your Holy Spirit that has brought us to bring this message forward. And I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that we'll fulfill this tonight. I pray for every single person who's listening to the station. I pray to, for everybody that they're in good health and strength. If they're not in good health and strength, I pray that you will take it in your hands and deal with them accordingly. This, and if there's anything I've missed out on, I'll ask in the mighty name of Jesus Christ who died for all of us. Amen. Amen. So, okay. Brother Percy, what sanctuary is the New Covenant based upon, in accordance to the Scripture? Um, I would like to actually bring something out before I answer that question, if you don't mind. It won't be long. I'll just okay. go to bring something up here. I want the listeners to understand the importance of the sanctuary service and how 
it needs to be studied, even though we are going through it now. But we really right. need to look into this subject. It is so important for man's salvation. Um, it is not possible for us to really understand the fullness of what God wants us to do and to be unless we grasp onto this subject correctly. Many churches and many people have not looked at this ever before. And for those tonight who have no idea about the sanctuary service, believe you me, this is the time for you to study it, especially in the way the world is ending shortly. Don't forget our, the central verse to the sanctuary service, which is Psalm 77 and verse 13. Right. Your way, O Lord, is in the sanctuary. We need to remember that. And remember something else as well. As we come into the end of time, us as a human race, we're kind of dying for lack of knowledge. And you can read that in Hosea 4 and verse 6. We really have to be looking at this as well. You know, we need the knowledge. We need the understanding. Also, there's, you know, the fact that, you know, man has been so disobedient for so long. But now is the time, so I will answer the question. Right. I would say if we look to understand that the sanctuary is where the Father is, the sanctuary is where Jesus is, and for us to be there, we have to be in a certain place, mentally, physically, and spiritually. Okay, I'm going to give you... I'm going to give you the... Uh, statement. If we read for example, if we read John 14 verses 1 to 3, I'll get it and I'll read it to you right. just to give you background. This is such a very deep subject you know, especially the fact of what the role of Jesus is right now. We really need to have some background here, especially for those who um, are not um, familiar. So let me read this to you. John chapter 14 and verses 1 to 3 reads thus. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there ye may be also. I've read this to sort of illustrate to you right. that if you go back to Exodus 34, it states that let, let them build me a sanctuary where I can dwell amongst them. Right. He has a place for us, for us to dwell amongst him. But we have to live right and be prepared. And this is what Jesus has done. That was his role to prepare us for this. And we can read this in the book of Hebrews, chapter 8, and verse 1 and 2. And I'll read that as well. Right. Chapter 8, verses 1 reads thus. Now, the things which we have spoken this is the sum. We have such a high priest 
who is set on the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens, a minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle, which the Lord pitcheth and not man. Right. So that I would say that would be the answer I would give you to that. Yes. Okay. Um, right. So let's look at this verse, at these verses, I should state. Because it says here, now of the things which we have spoken, this is the sum. So the Apostle Paul was summing everything up from what he said before. We have such an high priest who is set on the right hand of the majesty in the heavens. A minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle which the Lord pitched and not man. So we see, Brother Percy, that these Bible texts are pointing us to the heavens and the sanctuary in the heavens. Yes? Yes, most definitely. And it actually goes on to say in verse 3 and 4 and 5, if I'm permitted to read it, Yes, just to give an example again. For every high priest is ordained to offer gifts and sacrifices, wherefore it is of necessity that this man has somewhat also to offer. For if he were on earth, he should not be a priest, right. seeing that they are priests that offer gifts according to the law, who serveth unto the example and shadow of heavenly things, as Moses right. was admonished of God when he was about to make the tabernacle for. See, saith he, that thou shalt make all things according to the pattern showeth to thee in the mount. So, the point being is that the sanctuary that has moved up to heaven, the only person that was qualified to take that high priestly position and to be a representative of us is Christ Jesus. Right. The whole service points out to him from the old covenant to the new covenant. The old covenant was broken by the Hebrews. They spent 40 years in the wilderness and they and they and they just rebelled basically. Right. And um, obviously with what it was leading to which led to the life and death of Christ. And once Christ had died, then his next mission was to go and minister in the sanctuary. Yes, okay. Right. Okay, we'll be moving on to those points. Um, there's just one other point that I would also like to share from this, again, which is what Brother Percy has said in Hebrews chapter 8 and verses 7 to 8, because the Bible itself explains for if that first covenant had been faultless, then no place should have been sought for the second. Now, the Bible explains where the fault was. For finding fault with them, this is Israel, he, that's God, saith, behold, the days come, the days come, saith the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel, with the house of Judah. So it must be understood that the reason that the Lord had to make a new covenant was because man could not keep the old covenant, you see. And and so um, that's the only other point that I thought that we should share. 
as we move on this evening, Brother Percy. So we've ascertained that the new covenant is based around the sanctuary in heaven, which is the true tabernacle, and that the sanctuary that was on earth, was it was just a pattern, it was a figure of the one that is in the true. And again, we can go to Hebrews chapter 9, verse 24, because um, the Bible, again, it must speak itself, Brother Percy. Um, of course, I'd like to share, Yes, Hebrews chapter 9, verse 24, so that the audience can see that these are not our own words. That's right. Here it is, Hebrews 9.24 For Christ is not entered into the holy places made by hands with hands, excuse me yes. which are the figure of the true but into heaven itself now to appear in the presence of God for us. Right. And you see this is so important because in our previous shows as some of the listeners will remember we had asked the question where is Jesus now? The Bible explains clearly that Jesus is in heaven and he's in, the, he's in the true sanctuary in heaven. He's not on this earth. He's not flying around, you know, as a ghost or as any other uh, myth that the enemy tries to make people think. This is where Jesus is now and we'll be looking at what he'll be doing. So, now that we've ascertained this point, Brother Percy, when did this sanctuary service in heaven commence? When does the Bible state to us it commenced? I believe in Hebrews 9 and verse 13, we can get a picture of it. And I will find it and right. I will... Yeah, Hebrews 9. Just to give you an idea, the old centuries was about blood and sacrifice. But what it says here, it says, for the, if the blood of bulls and of goats... And the ashes of a heifer sprinkleth, sprinkling the unclean, sanctifieth to the purifying of the flesh. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge right. your conscience from a dead works to serve the living God? That is an idea of where we are. And also, if we look at First John one verses one, sorry, First John one verses seven to nine. Let's just go forward to find that. First John right. one, chapter seven to nine. It states here, but if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of jesus christ his son cleanses us from all sin right. if we say that we have no sin we deceive ourselves for the truth is not in us if we confess our sins he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness now this brings us to what you were explaining about righteousness which is part of God's character. Right. And without the shedding of the Lord's blood, in order for our sins, there's no way righteousness can come upon us. So with that being said, we could also look at um, Hebrews. Um, no, we, yeah, we can look at Hebrews 12, I think it's 24. 
as another reference, just to make sure if we are not right. sure. It says here in Hebrews 12 and verse 24. Sorry, I think I've actually made... No, no, this is the point I want to bring was about the unshakable kingdom. See that you refuse not him that speaketh. For if they escapeth not to refuse him that spake on earth, much more shall not we escape if we turn away from him that speaketh from heaven. Right. So Christ is speaking from heaven in, 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 in the heavenly century. And, and the, the word is even more powerful there than it ever was on earth because it's all fulfilled. It is the, it is the truth and it's not symbolic. And it makes such a big difference. Um, okay. right. Go ahead, my brother. Yes, I'd also like to share um, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 9 to 13. That's Hebrews chapter 10, verses 9 to 13. I've got it. Would you like me to read? Um, yes, you can read if you like, Brother Percy. That's no problem. That's Hebrews fine. 10, verse 9 to 13. Yes. Then said he, Lo, I come to do thy will, O God. He taketh away the first that he may establish the second, by which we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And every priest standeth daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But this man, after he offered it one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God from henceforth expecting till his enemies shall be made his footstool. Yes. And that really sums it up. That really yes. sums it up. You see, because the scripture says, but this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God. So here we see that it was after he gave himself an offering. You see? So that was when the Bible states he sat down on the right hand of God. From henceforth expecting till his enemies be made his foot's stall. You see? And so the Bible explains that it was after his sacrifice. That's when he, this, in essence, had um, commenced his service but even more than this, you see, um, because if we also, if we go to um, Hebrews 12.24, there's a word that I'm sure that you've, you have um, shared with us. Yes. It says here, and to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant. See, it's clear. And to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. So after Christ had offered his body as a sacrifice for the sins of the whole world, he sat down at the right hand of God and began, and began sorry, his ministry as high priest and mediator of the new covenant. And um, I just would like to share this as well, is that some people don't understand what the day of Pentecost was about, you see. 
because um, let's go to Acts chapter 2, verse 1 to 4. Okay, I shall read it. Yes. Acts chapter 2, starting from verse 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues, like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak to one another, sorry, speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. Yes, and verses 32 to 33. 32 and 33 reads thus. And this Jesus had God raised up, whereof we all are witnesses. Therefore, being at the right hand of God, exalted, and being having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he had shed forth this, which ye now see and hear. Yes. You see, the day of Pentecost signified the time when the coronation of Christ as high priest and king in the heavenly sanctuary was inaugurated or completed. Because what must be understood is that he is a king. He's the king of the universe. He shares the throne with, with, with the Godhead. And as the token of his royal ruling power, he sent the Holy Ghost to strengthen the disciples in their ministry. See? And um, so as we go on further, because that's why Pentecost is so significant, because the Father had, in essence, had approved the sacrifice of Jesus. And... Um, this was the token of his royal ruling power. So this moves us on now to what Jesus' role is in, in the heavenly sanctuary. Right. There's something I want to just make people understand here. Sometimes when we refer to Jesus, we have to understand what his title is. And I would like yes. to read Isaiah 9 and verse 6. Right. I need people to hear this. It reads thus. Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulders. Yes. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father. Amen. The Prince of Peace. So let people understand that Jesus is not just you know, a man or, you know, he is a king. He has equal billing with our Heavenly Father yes. and the Holy Spirit. And this is his qualification. Amen. Yes. We can carry the topic now. Yes. And, Just and, yes, Father Percy. And we can go to Hebrews chapter 1 and verses 3 and 8. Three, two, eight. This again, talking about Jesus, the Son of God. Okay, 
Hebrews chapter 1, verses he, 3 and 8. Yes. Okay, it reads thus. Who being the brightness of his glory, and the express image of his person, and uphold all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Yes. And verse, verse 8, eight yes. But unto the Son he saith, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is thy scepter of thy kingdom. Yes. So like Brother John says, like he said, my brother, the Lord said, you know, he said, thy throne, O God, you know, is forever and ever. Yes. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. Yes. That is what was handed over to Jesus when he made that sacrifice. He was restored to his place. Yes. Because he gave, he gave himself to us as a man, and the Father took him back. You see? Amen. Because so we can see that Jesus' role in the heavenly sanctuary is to rule as king of the universe of God the Father once again. As Jesus is God, the second person of the Godhead. You see, and, and those scriptures state, he sat down, so it states again the, the um, chronological order of events, that after the Bible states that when he had by himself purged our sins, then he sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. You see, so once again, and so, and then the scriptures state that the Father says unto the Son, Thy throne, notice thy throne where he rules, so only a king rules on his throne, O God, is forever and ever, his eternal kingdom. And a scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. So all through the scriptures we see the divinity of Christ being made manifest to us. See? And again, um, we can go to Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 16 to 18. Because this explains what Jesus' role is in the heavenly sanctuary. So we see that he's, 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 he's a king and that he is um, a high priest. And these Bible texts also explain to us what his role is. See, he has multi-roles. That's right. May I read this, please? Yes. Um, verify to the brethren. Verse two, chap chapter 2, verse 16. For verily he took not unto him the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. Wherefore, in all things it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. Amen. For in that he himself had suffered being tempted, he is able to secure them that are tempted. Amen. Yes. And Brother Percy, let us take our time with this because this is loaded and this is so this is central to our Lord's ministry in, in the heavenly sanctuary. Because 
in essence, this is stating that the God of love, Jesus, the Word of God, the second person of the Godhead, took on fallen, sinful human nature. Because it says he took not on him the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. And because it says, wherefore in all things it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren, because he wanted to be like us. You see, and this is so important for us to understand, listeners, that the God of love wanted to experience the struggles that we experience. You see, you know, what it means to be in sinful human nature, fallen, tempted, struggling with our evil self and ways. Why? Because the scriptures explain that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, you see, to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. And why? For in that he himself has suffered being tempted, he is able to succor or to help them that are tempted. You see? And this is central to our Lord's ministry. And this is what is to give us hope, that Jesus knows it all. He knows the struggles that we have gone through as a tempted, sinful human, human being because he was a tempted human being. The only thing was that he didn't fall into sin, but he was in sinful nature. You see, he knows the struggles that fallen beings go through, and thus he can judge us accordingly. Because again, First Timothy chapter 2, verse 5, Brother Percy? Yes, I've got it. Did you say first or second, was it? Yes, first Timothy, first Timothy chapter 2, verse 5. Right, okay. First Timothy 2, um, sorry, I'm at second, sorry. Yes, first Timothy chapter 2, verse 5. Yes, right, yeah, I've got it, I've got it, sorry. Yes, that's fine. Right. For there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. You see, for there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. Right, Jesus. See, so his role in the heavenly sanctuary is to be a mediator between God and man. That's why he's there. He's there on our behalf to plead our case. You see, pleading for us that God would give us time to accept the salvation that he offers so that we can be saved from our sins into his eternal kingdom. Now, as time is moving on, how does this relate to the new covenant, or that we've studied thus far? Right. Okay, according to the scripture, if we go to Hebrews 12, yes. and verse 12, we can get an idea right. of what it is. Let me find it. I forgot Hebrews 12 and 12. Sorry, he, Hebrews 9, 14 and 15. Sorry. Right. Hebrews 9, Hebrews 14 9, and 15. 15. Right. Let me read it thus. And for this cause, he is the mediator of the New Testament, that by means of death, for the redemption of the transgression, transgressors, that were under the first testament, they which are called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance. And 16 reads, For where a testament is, there also of necessity be the death of the testator. Yes. 
So I would say that is the answer. He's the mediator. This cause, that's what made him do this. He's the mediator. Yes. He's mediator for us. It's because he's a bridge builder. Yes, more certainly. Yes, no, fine, Brother Percy. I was just going to say it's because Jesus overcame in our behalf. He overcame sin on our behalf and offered himself as the perfect sin offering, as man's substitute, that God, through Jesus' ministry in heaven as high priest, gives us the chance to accept salvation. You see, because his sacrifice is perfect, as he is perfect. You know, and um, so because again, as um, the scripture states, states, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered Himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? It's it's it was it's because of the merits of His blood, you know, which symbolizes the life of God, which is pure and it's eternal. You know, it's, it's, it has infinite value, infinite worth. That's why his um, sacrifice and the, his ministry now is so powerful because basically God has given us all the provisions that we need in order for us to be saved. You know, he's given us, he's, 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 he's paid the penalty for our sins and now he's offering us life because he has the right to offer us life, as he paid the penalty for man's sins. But it's not something that's automatic. There's still something that we need to do, you see? And so this moves us on to why, um, you see, the new covenant, as we had looked before, was needed, as we of ourselves have no power to overcome evil. That's right. Christ overcame evil as a man. And now, as God, he offers us the chance to receive power from him to overcome sin. So it's not just about ex accepting Christ alone, but we'll be talking about that on the show next week, God's Spirit in Life. You see, and, and um, as we had looked at earlier and through the introduction, God's is love, and his law is based on love. And sin has, has, has taken away that pure love that God had initially put in our hearts, and this is what the purpose of the sanctuary service, to restore pure love in our minds and hearts through the power of God, through Christ. But that's only if we consent and if we're obedient. And so these are the most important things, listeners, to be understood, that that's what the sanctuary service is about. It's where the provision is being made for us to receive power from God, to have his, his image restored in us, his love in us. If Jesus didn't, minister in the sanctuary for us at this time then there will be no hope for us there'll be no one to represent us and and that's the simple bottom line of it so brother percy i'll i'll hand over to you why the heavenly sanctuary is so important to our salvation as, as we continue this thought before before i go into that once again it was something i think that we need again to bring to the listeners attention right. It is brought in, in Philippians um, 2 yes. and, and verse 7 and 8 and yes. 9. Right. I read thus. But made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. Yes. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself 
and became obedient unto death, yes. even the death on the cross. Wherefore God also have highly exalted him to give him a name which is above every name. Right. But, you know, again, it's just a real, real, real reminder yes. of the of the of what Christ should be to us and what he has really done for us. And I yes. don't think that we realize enough who he really is and what he really has done for us. Yes. Now, in answer now to the question, why is the sanctuary service so important to our salvation? I suggest we turn our Bibles over to Hebrews 5, yes. verses 1 and 2. Again, we read it earlier on, but yes. just to refresh our memories, because we, we, we must have these things clear in our minds. You know, there's always more than one place we can find it, but quite often it's always the most, um, what's the word? Sometimes you can use one scripture to pick up so many things. And, it, and in this case, this one really does the trick. Okay, Hebrews 5, right. verses 1 and 2. I read it thus. For every high priest taken from among men is ordained for men, in things pertaining to God, that yes. he may offer both gifts and sacrifices for sin. Who can have compassion, ignorant, and on them who are out of the way, for that he himself also is compassed with infirmity? Right. So that describes the description of what Jesus went through. And if we read verses 8 and 9 right. in the same chapter, yes. it says again, Though he were a son, yet learnt he obedience by the things which he suffered. And being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation unto all them who obeyed him. Yes. So, again, this is why it's important. The sanctuary is important the role of Christ is even more important. Without this Christ, there's no sanctuary. Right. It doesn't make nothing makes no sense at right. all. Uh, yes. We can also go on. Sorry, I just want to give you one more scripture. Yes, sure. We can also go on to. Well, it's quite a few, but I'll give you this one. Um, uh, Hebrews ten and verses thirty-five to thirty-seven. Hebrews ten, verses thirty-five to thirty-seven. Right. This is the purpose. This is why it's important. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which have great recompense of reward. Yes, right. For ye have need of patience, that after you have done the will of God, remember it says here, after ye have done the will of God, yes, you, that ye might receive the promise. And yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Right. Where do you think Jesus is coming from? He's coming from heaven to bring our reward. Yes. And with you know, that is the importance. The yes. statue is there to 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 cleanse, to put us all back into order, and that was the way that has been made in order for us um to find a way from sin, the way out of sin. And it's only yes. Christ that could do that. So we must really consider this. 
Yes. And there's quite a few other scriptures that are, that we could look at, but I would suggest that um, the brothers and the sisters, you know, we need to study this much more deeply. We also need to look at all the stuff in the old covenant, the the, right. the old sanctuary on the earth, and know their meaning, so that yes. we can get a, a better and fuller picture of what it means, the work the Lord done in heaven, so yes. that we can be satisfied. So I would suggest. Um, to search your scriptures, find everything you can on the sanctuary, study it, put it together with what we've talked about. If you have any problems, just contact the number that will be given at the end of the program and we can happily lead you to where you, what you need to study in regards to the sanctuary and to get the fullness because we just touched the right, surface. Right. Now... And that's what I like to say. Go ahead, Brother John. Yes. Now, Brother Percy, before we round off today, there's a point that I believe must be stressed, and this is central to um, our salvation, because you shared it in the book of Philippians, chapter 2, yes. right? And um, because verse 8, it says, and being found in, sorry, verse 7, because when you shared but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a serpent, servant, sorry, excuse me, the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. Right? So we see that God took upon himself the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death even the obedience of the cross because sin came through self-exaltation adam and eve had disobeyed god the plan of salvation is built upon self-abnegation upon humiliation upon serving you see because this is the true object of life and this is the central theme of salvation you see so jesus had learned to serve on our behalf so that he, through his power, can give us the power to serve, you see? Because, as you shared in Hebrews chapter 10, because it says that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise, you see? So that's why we need Jesus in the heavenly sanctuary, because we of ourselves are proud. But we need to humble ourselves and let God teach us what it means to serve because true love is true service and that's the whole reason why jesus came to teach us what love really is see and this is so so vital if there's anything else that we have to say tonight this is the central point you see and that's why so many people sadly reject christ because they're not willing to humble themselves and to serve and to love others they would rather be served and you know and this is what's naturally in us so the heavenly sanctuary is so important to our salvation because it explains, because Jesus is there as our high priest, as our king, as our mediator, and through his service, through the provisions that he gives to us, and those provisions being obviously um, the power that he gives to his servants who inspired his word to give to us, it's through those provisions and it's through understanding his his purpose and his life that we and it's and I should also say it's it's through the privilege that we have to communicate with him 
that we can understand today what God's purpose is for us, how he would like us to serve, and what we need in order for us to be saved. You see, so that's why the heavenly sanctuary is so important. In essence, it is the place where we can communicate day to day with God, you see. And so that's why the sanctuary service is central to the new covenant in essence. So let's just have a break and have some music and we'll round off with closing thoughts after this point.
the sanctuary in Israel. Brother Percy, closing thoughts for this evening. My closing thoughts are these. I pray that this evening that what we've spoken about will draw all your minds to understand the role of Jesus in this life for all of us. What he's done for us, where, where he's come from with us. He identifies in all ways with us, as we've read in the scriptures. And just want to remind you of who he is. In Philippians 1 and verse 6, it describes him thus. Who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God? And then he made himself of no reputation. He brought himself from the Godhead to become as a man. That should be our contemplation. You know, when we look at the sanctuary, when we look at it, it points to his sacrifice when it points to giving us that way through to get to heaven, that way through to get rid of sin and to actually live perfectly. Because, again, we were told in Matthew 5 and verse 28, it says, be ye perfect as my Father in heaven is perfect. We must believe we can get there. But we have to follow Christ. We must follow Christ. And the last scripture I'm going to give you to think about let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. That is taken from Philippians 2, verse 5. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Amen. God bless you all. Take care. Um, amen. Let us um, pray to close now, Brother Percy, this discussion this evening. Dear Lord and our gracious Father in heaven, thank you for bringing us through this evening safe and sound. I pray all that is listening to the station is also safe and sound and their families are also safe and sound. Let the word that's been spoken, let it be studied because it's the way to the hearts of the human beings. It's about the truth about life. It's about the mark that you left for us to ponder upon, to look upon, to work upon, to get our salvation right, to get our lives in order. Heavenly Father, I'm just asking you, continue to bless the presenter of the show, Brother John. Bless the station continually. Bless all the listeners continually with the truth and the love and all that is necessary for us to meet you very soon. This ask in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. Amen. Brother Percy, thank you for joining us on Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio this evening. Listeners, if you have any questions or if you would like more information, please send an email to inquiries at wildernesspublications.org or you can send a text message to 07944-062-786. If you live in the United Kingdom, please contact us with your name and address and we will send you a free tract called The Atonement in the New Testament. Those who are living outside the UK can request for an electronic version to be sent to them free. If you have the Android app for Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio, go to the ebook section, then find the title Bible Readings for the Home. At chapter 48, you will find the subject The Atonement in the New Testament. 
This will give you more information about today's topic. On next week's show, we will discuss the subject, Was the Atonement Completed at the Cross? Well, that's it for tonight's show. Until next week, take care, good night, and God bless. Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week. It's not just knowing about the doctrine in the Bible. That is not what we stand for here. Streaming powerful, biblically-based messages live down the internet. This congregation may never be gathered together again as we see it. Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week.